Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Legacy. 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 This is the Aztec Legacy Podcast, and this is the fourth episode. So it's only right that I bring in number four himself. He was a running back from 98 to 2001. He finished in the uh he finished second in rushing to Marshall Falk. And now he is a Hall of Famer, San Diego State Hall of Famer, uh, class of 2018. Uh, my boy Larry Ned. What's up, brother? What's going on, brother, man? Good seeing you, brother. Oh, you too. It's a pleasure. I mean, I haven't seen you since what? Well, I saw you when you got inducted. That was that time. Yeah. But then I seen you yeah. before at a at an audition or something. Yeah. I think I got that gig that time. Did you? Did you? Yeah. My hey. Was it was it um I forgot what gig it was, but yeah, I forgot about that. Hey man, I've been to so many auditions that I didn't get. So I don't know. Okay. You might have got it, but I didn't get it, all right? <laughs> man, and I didn't I bump into you. I was uh, Santa Monica. Uh, possibly. I mean, I've been in uh, out there doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, I I, I could have sworn if you was jogging, you on a bike. I was, I was on a bike. I don't remember. It was a while back, but man, good to see you too. Now, I had the opportunity to uh, catch the end of your career. I got there in 2001. I redshirted, and uh, I was on the defensive scout team, so I didn't really get to like you know, rub shoulders with you that much. But, you know, I know you were that guy at San Diego State when I got there, not only on the field, but off the field. I mean, everybody spoke highly of you. um, And it was a pleasure to play with you. And uh, now I, I have this podcast. It's the Aztec Legacy Podcast. And I'm, I'm here, I'm here paying tribute and honor to all the Aztecs, and and you know, I want people to be able to 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 hear from you guys from your mouth, not from like reading an article or some some analyst or or me. You know, I want them to hear from you. And um, you know, we 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 got to talk a little bit before this, and I didn't realize you didn't actually play that much high school football, but no. um, but obviously you've, you've made a career out of it. I played. Really, two and a half years in high school. Yeah, I uh, I skipped to eighth grade. I went from seventh grade to ninth grade. So, really? um, yeah, so I skipped from seventh because I moved from Louisiana. So when I moved from Louisiana to here, uh, I took a test and I went from after my seventh grade year and I went from seventh to ninth grade. My first my first year, um, coach didn't play me. Um, he made me ride. He made me ride the bench because I, I missed all the camp. I was on the JV team, and uh, he made me play cornerback. He wouldn't let me play running back. He said I was too small. But I played cornerback, and I was about to get into one of the last games of the season. But my grandfather passed away, mm. so I knew at the end of that that we had two weeks left in the season. That I was supposed to play the second to last game of the season. He was finally gonna let me get some, some playing time. Found out my grandfather passed away, so I had to go back home. But I didn't tell him I was going to leave after that game. Uh, one of my teammates told him. He got mad at me for not communicating. And he, 
he sent me on the bus for the rest of the game. I mean, I cried, man. I cried my eyes out. Went and buried my grandfather. I didn't play none that year. At lunchtime, we would play basketball. We would play basketball, and I gave that up. I went and I started eating mojo potatoes. They're like a, a battered potato and milk. Weights every day at lunch, getting bigger and bigger. Um, I went that summer to Louisiana, came back, uh, been starting ever since. You know, uh, defense end was my starting position my first, my sophomore year, uh, and I was the backup running back. Now, uh, my junior year, I actually was starting running back, but I got hurt. So uh, I played part of that year, and I and I played a full season my senior year. Uh, that senior year, uh, 10 games, uh, 2,356 yards. Um, I believe it was like 30 touchdowns. Um, my best game that year was 455 yards. I scored eight touch eight times. It was like six touchdowns, two two two, two conversions, um, 12 tackles, a sack, and an interception. She, uh, so so okay so were you getting recruited for defense and offense coming yes up? That, yes and, that, and, that, and that's what I, I was having this conversation with my uncle uh he, he played pro football also his name uh Derek Ned he played for the Saints and the Chiefs um while he was with the Chiefs or with the Saints his running back coach for the Saints uh son was the running back coach for Fresno State mm trying to recruit me from the same. Um, but what was, what was interesting is that San Diego State wanted me as an athlete. Uh, they didn't want me as a running back. Uh, they already had a thousand-yard rush. At the time, it was uh, Jonas Lewis. Jonas Lewis. He was a third running back before I got here. Um, I knew Jonas. I played against him in high school. So um, even though they didn't want me, they, they, they recruited me as an athlete. They said they'd give me the opportunity to play running back. So uh, I came here, played running back, but they they did want me as a uh, as a defensive player, like a strong safety outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at times, I, I've I've had the idea like, what if I did play? You know, strong safety. I was yeah. like, how experience would have been, you know. <laughs> I think the same thing all the time. I mean, when I played high school, I played both ways. I played strong safety, and I was a receiver, and then I also did return. When I got yeah. to San Diego State, I was just strictly offense. And I didn't yeah. really play much special teams. I didn't play much um, – I didn't play any defense, obviously. But yeah. looking back, I'm like, I wonder. I just wonder. But then again, I wasn't trying to hit nobody, to be honest. I was about get, avoiding tackles and getting touchdowns. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted that sign. I wanted to hear the crowd roar. You had a monster senior season. Who's recruiting you? Just give me a, a, a quick list. Just uh, who wasn't? Uh, it was uh, Arizona. Okay, give me your top. Give me your top three. Top, top uh, three that you were looking at. Top three. Top three that I looked at. It's uh, I'll say this first. Uh, I could have went to any school in the nation. I mean, USC, UCLA, Arizona State. Uh, a lot of schools uh, were. were were interesting, um, but I, I didn't want to go to a school that uh, was already established as far as had a long history of championships and uh, 
I didn't want to go to school just for that. I, I wanted to be a part of building, you know. Um, when I came to San Diego State, uh, my my uh, redshirt freshman year, uh, I, was, I helped lead us to our first bowl game in 13 years, the, the Vegas Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I think we went 7-1 at conference. We won our the, the conference. The last year we were in the WAC. We actually won it, but we tied with BYU. So we, we shared the title. Um, but that was a big reason. That was my big choice selection. So those, those schools came down to Fresno State, uh, San Diego State, and Colorado State. Okay. Um, that Those reasons, and also I wanted to stay close uh, to my mother and my sisters. Uh -huh. I branched out too far, but definitely didn't want to go to the school to where – I wanted to be a part of creating history. I didn't want to go to something that was already established, like a, like a SC or a UCLA. You know, I wanted to write my own page. You yeah, know, yeah, so. for sure. I mean, but I mean, hey, San Diego State has some history now. We may not yeah. be national champion history, but we got. I mean, you just uh, Marshall Falk, um, yeah. George Jones had probably just left yeah. there. Uh, and he shout out to George. I just did the podcast with him, um, but you are coming we, into some some tradition yeah. right there at for yeah. your position. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the running backs, and that was one of the things I looked at. Uh, Marshall Falk is from Louisiana. I uh, from Louisiana. So, and if you look at, I wore number four. Mark Falk wore twenty eight. Yep. Did that. Purposely, um, turns uh, four, two divided by eight is four. So, I that was a big part of the reason why I came here too, watching Marshall Falk. And, um, I connected like uh, connected on that, and also connected as far as uh, Coach Kennedy Polar. Uh, Coach Polar, uh, he went to USC, uh, played running back uh, there with Marcus Allen, a couple other guys. Uh, he recruited me and Attached to me because of an uh, article um, that he read in my high school. Uh, uh, my, my senior year, the anniversary of my dad's death was the last game of the season. Uh -huh. And um, prior to that, uh, I told myself I was going to wear his number, number 41, the last game of the season. But I didn't know that that last game was the same day of his death. And uh, the reporters found out about it before I did. So they interviewed me. And uh, coach was attached himself to me from that that article because he went through something similar with his father. So he kind of became a surrogate father to me. And um, what, what was funny, and I learned the business very, very fast, is that uh, it is a business. So he recruited me. I got there, but he got an offer to go to Washington uh, with the Huskies. So mm -hmm. as soon as I got there, he left. He's gone, yeah. <laughs> but, but he, he, but the, the sweet thing is, he coached me, and he, he was able to speak to me from a distance. We stayed in contact uh, throughout that time, and he actually came back the last two years before I left. And so that that I was a help also him, uh, definitely Coach Shram. Coach Shram was my running back coach, but both those guys, uh, man, was great help. But um, but he was a connection, Coach Kennedy, and the fact that yeah, I saw Marshall Falk coming from Louisiana. Say, okay, I'm a kid from Louisiana. I might probably do some, do some also. But it was empowering. Like, okay, cool, I, I can do that. You know, yeah, yeah he's from. Um, okay, I can do that. Exactly. He, he, I, I eat crawfish. 
I could do that. <laughs> I did. A, uh, I actually went out to New Orleans. Uh, shoot, now it's seven years ago to shoot a okay. movie. I was shooting a movie called oh. "The Game Stands Tall." Uh, okay, and that was the first time I had crawfish, and it was bomb. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. So okay, so you chose San Diego State because you had somewhat of a connection through Marshall, through Coach Kennedy, uh, or I mean Coach Pola, and. Once you got to San Diego State, it seems like oh, you did you did redshirt. Yep, I, I had to. Yeah, you had to redshirt. Okay, because um, even in your was it your first season? I need to look look this up because I'm pretty sure I, I saw it. But your first season playing, I should say, yeah, um, did some things. Yeah, like I was, you know, I was going back and uh, just looking at stats. Like my my first two years. My, my yards per carry was ridiculous. Like, uh, and um, I, I remember uh, um, Mel Kuyper was, uh, was predicting me to go pretty high, like if I would have left after my sophomore year. Um, but my mom wouldn't let that happen. Uh-huh. You, you're going to stay in school and graduate. So, uh, you know, um, which was great. I needed the education. But, yeah, my first two years, it was uh, – I was excited because – I had to sit that first year. The reason why I had to sit, uh, I was a prop 48. Uh, um, so so was George Jones. I didn't know George was a prop. Yeah, that's what he said. That's why he yeah. went to Bakersfield College first. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. And um, my my year, uh, I had I had the opportunity to take my test again. I got an 810. You need an 8, just a, above an 800 to get a scholarship. But you need 820 to actually participate as a freshman. And so I took it. I got the 810. I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to go back and take it. And there's only 10 more, 10 more points I could have played as a freshman. But I said, let me just go. And I thought uh, I'd have been okay with just sitting for a year. But it, shit, it burnt me up, man. And so I would actually work harder and harder. I, I was really, really ready. Your first year... You had uh shoot. You had uh seven seven hundred and eighty three yards, four touchdowns. I mean, shoot for for you know, a fresher freshman, redshirt freshman. That ain't bad. And then your second year you followed with uh a thousand yards. And I had le- I had less opportunities because I was splitting time with Jonathan the starting running back that they had the year before I got there. Um, Jonathan, um, great, great running back, good buddy of mine. He had ran for a thousand before I, I signed with San Diego State. So that's why they wanted me for defense as an athlete because they already had a starting running back. Yeah. So um, when I when I um, came, I had a I had a hell of a spring. Like uh, when I started the spring as uh, my that redshirt freshman year. I was probably on the depth chart out of seven running backs. I was number seven. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, I was like number seven. By the end of that, by, by the second, third week of camp, I um, second, third week of, uh, well, yeah, about the end of that spring, when it came to camp, um, me and Jonas were sharing reps. And um, we went, we split time. And that's when um, our, our two years together, we were a dual, you know, uh, double head force. Yeah. You know, he would he would he would start. I would start. He would go in the series, and and it, and really 
I, I say with that, um, it just continued with the like the, like that run game with San Diego State, like because um, we really like with the both of us, like uh, we're throwing defense off and then to open up the pass game, you know. So um, for sure, I mean, they, I think all of football kind of went that way. I mean, if you think about it, after that, uh, USC they had Lin, Lin was it Lindell White and uh, Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like multiple yeah. multiple uh, teams had two running backs that could do something. It wasn't just one premier. Yeah, I, I never thought about that like that. So you said something. Now. Wow. For me, it was difficult because I wasn't used to that. You know, in high school, you start like you don't spend time, but it was uh, it was difficult. But it was also it was some of that that pro style stuff getting tapped into college. You know. Um, Coach Toner, he just came from the Bills. Um, there, was, there was a lot of coaches. I remember the coach from Fresno State. He just came from Jacksonville, uh, Pat Hill. That type of stuff, when you have to split time, you know, I know people hate to hate to hear it, but it does build character, number one. And it also drives yeah. you. It drives you to take advantage of every single moment. You can't rest. Uh, you can't – you can't – you can't depend on what you did last week because this week, you know, Jonas could get off and he's like, hold on, hold on, buddy. Yeah. I got to get off too. Yeah. So I think it's it a good thing. Bad. I think it's a good thing to have too. Yeah, it is. And needed in case somebody get hurt because that does happen. That did happen. Yeah. And, well, and it, to- it also gives you a chance to, if let's just say you are in there and you get banged up for a play, you know, as yeah. a football player, it's going to take a lot to take you out of a game, an entire game. Um, but yeah. if you had an opportunity to kind of like go to the sideline for a play and then come back, you know, that helps. That that makes you yeah. that makes you run stronger once you know once you do get back in there because you did have a, yeah. have a of time to to kind of get it back, get that feeling back in your leg if you got a dead leg or <laughs> you know cuz I already know running backs y'all get beat up man <laughs> so from football um uh, i have a broken neck uh broken back three pins in my left shoulder uh two pins in my left knee 40% of my cartilage going out of my left knee uh broke both my ankles broke all my fingers nerve damage in the elbows uh, a couple tears, like a quiet tear. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm in good shape. <laughs> so you had the, you had monster, you know, two first two seasons at San Diego State, but that third yes. season was that injury. Yes. What happened? Yep, I had. So um, I wanted I had agents approaching me after my sophomore year. And um, I wanted to go. The money was telling us I wanted to go. Um, Mel Kuyper, he, he was talking really good about me. Um, and uh, we, we had went to a bowl game. Um, so I wanted to leave. My mom said, no, stay. So I stayed. And I said, okay, mom, this is my last year. And I, I pushed it very, very hard. And what happened is I strengthened every other part of my body, but I didn't focus on a stabilization, uh-huh. you know, and that's something that, um, and what happened, I, I tore my meniscus in camp. 
Mm-hmm. I um, I, I was uh, doing like outside zone, and the uh, Joe Moore Butler, one of my great friends, linebacker, linebacker, my boy. Yeah. He was a beast. So he had jumped over. He got over the top of uh, I think the tackle that was pulling around to get him. So I had to hurry and jump inside. But it was like he made such a good play that it forced me to make a, a cut that was. I made the cut, but it was so pinpoint of a cut that once I cut, I I cleared them. I got past them, but I stumbled forward like eight yards, mm-hmm. and I got up and my knee felt funny. I'm like, man, what's this? And found out I tore my meniscus. So uh, Falk comes back in the picture, Marshall Falk. So Falk had the same injury. I, they said he, he tore his meniscus and he had a uh, laser surgery. They said he played in a few weeks after the surgery. Really? So, yeah. So uh, I said, okay. So they said, but yours is exploratory. So we're not going to find out. Either you can be out for six weeks or you can be out for six months. And both of those did sound good to me. I'm like, no, that's too long. So they had the surgery. I said, I'm going to stay up. So I stayed up during the surgery and watched them do the surgery. And I made a decision whether to uh, they were either going to stitch it up, which is going to take six months, or they were going to laser it out, which would take six weeks. I told them to laser it out, and I played the next week. I'm, I, and I made a, a commitment to the media that I was going to play. I wasn't going to miss any games, and I was going to play the next week. And I played a week after the surgery. Um, every quarter, I'm draining like 70 cc's of blood out my knee. I couldn't, I couldn't practice, but I told coach, "You take me, I put me in the game, I can react." All right, hold on, I gotta I stop you. I gotta stop you right there. Why the heck are you doing this to yourself? Like, I need to know Man. your mentality. Now, I'm not saying it in a bad way, but I'm just trying to get yeah. get across to people like. The way our mindset was, because I was the same way. I got knocked out <laughs> in high school. I got uh, in, in high school. I, I fractured a nerve channel, my ver- vertebrae, and uh, I was paralyzed from the waist down for for a wow. little for a little bit. And uh, that was my junior year of high school. And I still came back and played football the next season. So it's like, what am I thinking? So I just want to know what you're thinking, because I, I at least had a year to heal. You, yeah had a week <laughs> to play division yeah. one football man it's it it was um you know what's in our mind but once um as, as, a, as a player um that's what make us who we are that that competitive once we put something in our mind and we commit to that we're gonna make it happen we, and um regardless of what comes up we're gonna find a way you know, we we learn to improvise, and uh, when that happened, I thought that was cool. That's something cool. Again, I seen Falk do it. Okay, cool. I can do it. You know, um, <laughs> or um, and so I, I pushed myself, and I, and I also I wanted to. Um, I I was just stubborn. I told myself I'm going. I'm only going to play one more year here, and then go. I didn't. Um, I didn't want to stay, but I stayed. Now I'm hurt, so. I made in my mind I'm gonna do this. So it's more of a stubborn, more of a, a, a self pride thing. 
but it, it was it's insanity because I played six weeks. I had 600 yards, six touchdowns, but uh, my last game was against BYU. It was a snow game. It was the last homecoming. Um, because of my knee, I couldn't protect myself like I wanted. I changed my whole running style. Um, and a play, they were shooting at my knee. I tried to uh, get out the way, and they, they helicoptered me, and I landed on my shoulder. I flipped up, and I came down on my elbow, and it shot my shoulder up. And so um, I tore my label, dislocated my shoulder. I mean, when it, I, I finished the game. Now, I remember my shoulder was feeling funny. I remember I, I got mad at the old lineman one time. They missed the block, and I swung my arm, and my arm just kept going. I just fell. I'm like, oh. It went back into place. We, uh, we won that game, but after the game, they put me on the bench, and my, my arm – the only thing was holding on, holding it was uh, just muscle, like uh, like just like the skin, like the whole thing just fell. Like that, they, you know how was, they dropped. That was up. the last game of the season. That for me, it was no. <laughs> that was the last game of the season for okay, me that good. year. Well, I was gonna say if you went and got some surgery and it was back in the week, I was gonna say, "Come on, <laughs> man!" <laughs> just it, God was telling you it's time to rest this season so that you could come back your senior season and kill it. <laughs> yeah, yes, man. But yeah, so I had two 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 injuries, but that was my only injuries. My my hope that was the only injuries at that time. Um, was uh those two? Well, man. Um, yeah. Well, you came back. You came back your season, uh, senior season, and uh, obviously you had a monster season. Your uh, I feel like we rode you till we couldn't ride you anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every play was inside zone, outside zone, inside zone, outside zone. I'm like, damn, they they don't give him a rest. I felt Man. like, I mean, I don't know how it felt for you. I know you, obviously, you're a football player, running back, uh, yeah. and you love getting the rock. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like it could have been a little bit more balanced so that you can, <laughs> you can get some space. Like, I'm like, yeah. man, they, the, the box is full, and you're still running yeah. inside zone. Like, what the what is going on? Yes, it, and I, I feel the same. Um, I, I feel the same. It's, uh, yeah, you know, um, they tried some single single back sets, but I, I did notice we did start going to double tight end um, um, and then an ace back in the backfield. But, yeah, I, it's, uh, I definitely wanted the ball. Yes, yeah, as a running back, as a player, you want it every time. But, uh yeah, it could have been uh, a little bit more balanced. Um, I, I think uh, if it was, uh, we, 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 we could, it uh, opened up more for me. Um, Wait, I, I feel like with, with your skill set, it would you would have you would have had some just sixty yarders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, your ability to uh, you know avoid tackles and take a hit. And, you know, yeah. your speed. I mean, I felt like you didn't really even get to showcase your speed like, you know, like I, I think you should have been able to. And yeah, even if they got you, even if they wanted to get you the ball, I feel like they could have been a little bit more creative. Like, you know, let's see him. 
let's see him, you know, motion out into the slot. Let's see him, you know, do do some do some uh, stuff, and let's let's get him some space. That's all I was. That's all I'm saying. Get you some space so that you yeah. can work. Yeah, and then um, I'm, and I'm not gonna lie. Yes, that's that's something that I I felt as well. Um, well, we did a little bit. I remember my senior year, we had uh, Ronnie Harmon, I think, from the Chargers. He came in work with us, but uh, we, we did, I think my, my senior year, in the screen game, they tried to implement, I think my, my senior year, may have had right under 400 um, in receiving, but like you're saying, if it, if it would have motioned me out, this, yeah, it had created so much more space. It had been a linebacker that I know he couldn't cover me, or if it was the corner, the side, you know, different. So, um, but yeah, but it, it it worked out, um, but I'm saying for the, for, for the passing game also, for the receivers also, it could have uh, been more balanced as well. You know what I'm saying? As, as far as uh, – because they knew I was going to get the ball. Yeah, exactly. They knew it. <laughs> That's my Damn. only point. They knew you were getting the rock. And when it's when it's that, like – Obvious, it's like, man, I feel bad for Larry because <laughs> <laughs> he's got nowhere to go. Like, I don't, I don't know what else you could have done. Okay, so after you left, but after that coaching staff left, was Ted Toner? Was it Dave Lay? Was the the offensive coordinator? Yeah, Dave Lay. Yeah, Coach and then, Lay. Yeah, Coach Lay, and then um, and then Tom Kraft came in, and it was pass, pass, pass. But the oh. I feel like if he would have had you back there and it was spread out like that, mm, bro, you would have had two two racks on them. Hey, I know. Look, me, me and Coach talk about it. Coach Kraft, uh, we got a relationship because uh, he wanted to recruit me, but he coached George. Yeah. He left. He went to Palomar. Coach Tona came in. Mm-hmm. After Coach Tona leaves, Coach Kraft comes back. I'm like, Coach, man, we meet, we miss each other. I had a great time with Coach Toner. Like, I learned so much from him. But I did want uh, that, that offensive mind. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it, uh, I, I thought, like, man, okay, what if? Because it was open up. It was a very – it was a, like a run-and-shoot offense. Like, it was it was fast. 100%. Uh, no, no huddle. We did no huddle. It was mostly hand yeah. signals. and But – my point in saying this is it was op- it was it left the middle open. We we're four wide. Four wide with a running back in the back. You if you had just a little bit more space than you had, um and you I'm not I'm not taking away with what you did your senior year. You 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 balled, you know, but I'm just saying, could you imagine if you just had a little bit more space, if the offense was just a little bit more balanced to where the, the defense actually had to guess what was going to happen. I'm a red shirt, and I'm watching these these games, you know, either from the sideline or at home when you guys were away. And I'm calling the plays. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, Larry Ned is a beast, but we got to get him some space. He can't just – you can't just give him the ball and then all of a sudden, bam, he's done. You know, or yeah. or you have to work harder, and maybe that's why your body's all jacked up now. I, I looked at it, and I think I have the most carries in San Diego State history in the game, and I think I have the most carries in the state of California for a high school game. You do so that was 
So that was something that they kind of knew with me, my durability. As far as they know, like for me, I was I would get stronger as the game went on. So I kind of they kind of I, I believe took that into account as far as game planning and and load and being okay with the boxes being loaded like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, yeah, it is definitely I, I could I definitely could have used a little bit more space. <laughs> for real. Yeah. yeah, man. Going into that season, were you, uh, were they saying anything about you? Because I know um, you had some great seasons before. Then you were injured. Your pretty much your junior, most of your junior season. So coming into that that senior season, you know, I know you said Mel Kiper was talking about you before. Was it like quiet, or was it like they were they they knew who you were and they they could see you because. Because as a, go ahead, I'll just let you answer that. At the, the beginning of the season, it was it was quiet. That's what I was kind of hoping you say, because <laughs> because because <laughs> what I, what I always end this podcast with is um, legacy is not just all the awards and acc- accolades that you uh, achieve. It's actually the adversity, um, some of the, the journey, that some of the things that you go through to get to those to get those accolades and those awards, that's part of the legacy. So, you know, for you to say, yeah, it was kind of quiet. How did that make you feel and and, and did it motivate you? Yeah, it, um, it was a, a mix of feelings, man, uh, emotions. Yeah, like at one minute, you know, everybody's, uh, your phone's ringing, all of a sudden it's quiet. But the thing is, I went through that in high school my junior year. And, um, uh, so I knew how to come back from it. Because what happened my junior year in high school, the uh, running back, uh, he helped lead my team to the playoffs. But once we got to the playoffs, he he choked. Um, they put me in a game, back off my injury, and I, I led it in the playoffs. And so I got my position back. So it's like I knew something that everybody else didn't know. I knew coaches questioned. And um, and if they didn't, in my head, I, I knew they questioned. I had two injuries. I have a knee injury, you know, um, and so, um, yeah, I, it, it was, uh, I didn't know that I was going to be able to um, bounce back, get my position back. I, I didn't know. And that's what drove me, you know, um, just the, no, that can't be done. You know, that, that, that factor of it drove me like, no, I'm, I know the, the impossible is possible. I know that whatever you put your mind to, um, you can make happen. Like with so much power within us. So you you've been through it before. You knew what it was going to take. So what was it? What was it that got you out of it? Was it just playing again, or was it, um, you know, or, or I don't I don't yeah. want to put you on the spot. Spiritual, uh, your mom, uh, sisters. What what was it? What how how did you get out of it? It's uh de- definitely my mom and my sisters. Definitely prayer. Definitely support. Um, but yeah, my my faith and my that's something that a lot of people don't know about me is, is my faith in God. I know it's not me. I know it's Him, and so that's something I, I would I would I would pray that you know Lord play through me. And, and and allow people to, to see your work through me and use me as a vessel. And so that has also been a big part of my whole career from before injuries or after. Um, 
is that. It's like, uh, it, it's, it's not me out there. It's like, a, it's, it's me, but it's, I'm depending on God. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident in that I know I'm going to get it done. And so that was a big part as well. Now I'm going to switch things up right now. You're at you're at San Diego State senior season. Mm-hmm. What's your what was your favorite moment of that year? My senior season. Yep. I no actually let's just make it all San Diego State. You, what you're at San Diego State. You can choose from any year. What was your favorite moment mm-hmm. while you're at San Diego State? My favorite moment. My, some of my my most fondest memories. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Early morning beach workouts. We uh we go do beach workouts with the old line and sometimes the receivers would come out too. But but um, Coach Baldwin, we uh-huh. would uh I remember that we would we would do drills on the beach and then we would um also get the big four by four logs and have them on our back and and do lunges parallel to the water. Um, but yeah, those those beach workouts and then and and being beat up, being hurt, but getting pushed, just pushing through with my teammates and then um having having breakfast on the beach after um the, the seven on sevens, you know um I look at really my the the, the, the fondest memories of were the training with my teammates, um the the preparation, getting ready for the game. You know, um, all of the seven on sevens we used to do, um, even when coach wasn't there, you know, those are my memories because that was like, those are my fondness because those were the drive um, to get to where I'm, I'm now or the, the, those, those were the things that I was doing along the journey. And, you know, um, I, I read a book called uh, Enjoying Where You're At on the Journey to Where You're Going. And, and that's why I used to live life, you know. And um, that's what I enjoy, like that journey, that process we went through. Oh, I love it, you know. And I think that those are those. Forget wins, championships, or any of that. Those are, are, are what I hold dearest, because that's what I apply in my everyday life now. Just remembering, you know, the grind, what it took, the dedication, the commitment. So that's beautiful. Hey. That's what I would have answered myself, and and I've said it before, um, maybe not on this podcast yet, but I've said it before that when people ask me, like, do you miss football? I'm like, not really. But what I do, but what I do miss is the preparation part. Is with my teammates, you know, we're running. Uh, I mean, if I take it back to college, uh, uh, short money, long money, you know. Yeah. Um, all that on the track, you know, uh, like you said, seven on sevens, like, like that stuff was fun, you know, and it almost yeah. brought, brought you back to like when you were just a kid, you know, and you were messing yeah. around with your friends, you know, now we were, yeah. we were division one football players. So we were all talented athletes. So it made it even more fun because, um, you know, you're playing with some, some dope players, but yeah. that's what I, that's what I, I missed, and that's what I, uh, that's what I'll always remember. Yeah, like, hey, I, I, I love that, yeah, this year. It was sweet, man, it was sad. You got me smiling over here. It was, yeah, it was sweet. yeah, reminiscent. <laughs> if you can give 
for for all the Aztecs now and all the future Aztecs that that will be, um, you know, if you could just give them anything, a piece of advice, uh, maybe even a quote, um, anything, you know, go ahead and share that with them now because, you know, I feel like if they can hear from the Larry Ned, you know, you're you're in ATL right now, so. They can't have, they can't see you, they can't touch you right now. That doesn't mean they won't, but what I'm saying is it helps if if they listen to this and they hear something from Larry Ned, who is, um, you know, one of the Aztec greats, Hall of Famer, uh, something that they're striving to to attain. You know, what it, what it, what's, what's that thing you would share with them? Now, what, something I would share with them, um, Everyone is that uh, a, a quote, I guess, a uh, quote of mine. Um, I mean, we, we're capable of whatever we want to do in, in life, and um, don't limit yourself. And so, what I say is, uh, don't put on other people's limitations, and don't put that. our limitations, and don't put our limitations on others. So, so, so don't put on other people's limitations. And don't put on our limitations on others. There's so many things that, that uh, Robert, that you're capable of doing that I'm not capable of. You know, so um, with that, um, just I just knowing who you are and knowing what you're capable of. Um, and, and once you know that, um, don't put limitations on yourself. Just because somebody else can't do something doesn't mean that you can't do it. And just because you can't, can't do it doesn't mean that they can't so i say take that because that's way to be able to be supportive um but also be able to venture out and, and take a stance like no i can do this and so do not put on other people's limitations and don't put on your limitations on others and and that's a that goes hand in hand with the famous bill belichick quote do your job <laughs> um you know <laughs> when you're on the field you know your yeah. skill and your talent, they you're on the field for a reason to do your job, which is run that rock. Yeah. Offensive linemen, same thing. They're there to block. Uh, receivers blocking on a run and uh, on a pass play, getting open and catching the ball. It's your job. Yeah. So if you do your job, if we all do our jobs, you know, quarterback, yeah. you got to deliver the rock. You got to do the, you got to adjust, put everybody on the right page, make sure we're, we're, you know, the defense doesn't stop us. If we all did our job and, and, and we didn't put, you know, limitations on ourselves or we try to say, oh, well, I don't think he can, you put limitations on someone else, like, oh, he can't do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make my block and then go over here. No, because once you go over here, your guy's going to recover and potentially make the play. So that that's not probably what you were talking about, but that's just what, where I got. That's what I got from it. All right. So, so I had to share mine. I had to share my, <laughs> my feeling. Yeah. No, you, and, and you're right. It's, it's the same thing. Like uh, my daughter, I was, uh, so I'm working on a, uh, a street gospel album. So I, I, I've been making, mixing and producing music for the last 20 years, um, putting stuff out, but, I got a gospel album I'm working on, and I have my daughter. She's she's five years old, singing on a hook, and she uh she's trying to sing, but she's trying to move the mic and everything. I said, "Baby, 
you do your job. Your job is to just read these words off this paper. Let the microphone do its job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, okay, you just mentioned that. You just, oh, you hold on. I, I can't let you go yet. The song y'all made on your senior year. Uh, <laughs> You're rapping on that joint, aren't you? I think so. Okay, I, man, it's been so long. I swear you. I swear you're on that. You, D. Lou, Jr. Who else is on there? Probably so. Probably so. <laughs> you obviously don't have it because that's what I was. Gonna, that my next question: Do you have it? Mm-mm, I don't. But I gotta find D. that. Lou, I'm gonna play that on the Aztec Legacy podcast one day. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Uh, I appreciate man. you coming on, brother. Um, you are, you are Aztec legend, um, and Aztec great. And, uh, again, congratulations on the hall of fame. I hope I could get there one day and, um, man, you gonna yeah. get there, bro. You, you, you already on your way, bro. And man, <laughs> congrats, congrats to you, bro. Like, and I mean, um, I mean, from the heart, like, I appreciate you continuing to, uh, uh, I mean, keep us connected. Mm-hmm. And um, keep us as relevant, you know. I mean, as far as uh, you know, sharing with the younger generation as far as what's going on and teach them about the history, you know. Um, so I, I appreciate that, bro. And um, you know, um, I know a lot of us life is taking each person have their different paths and everything. And um, I'm a little jealous. You still in San Diego, but enjoying <laughs> 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 that. But um, but no, I'm, I'm thank you for being there and, and holding it down for us, brother. Seriously, of like, course. Like, all right, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, stay blessed oh. and uh, be safe out there. You too, brother. All right, man. Peace. That was Larry Ned, one of the top running backs to ever lace him up at San Diego State. He has some good stories to share, some good knowledge, and uh, I appreciate you all for tuning in. Again, I will always remind you guys that your legacy is not just the awards, accolades, touchdowns, yards, tackles that you've achieved or accomplished over the years. It's actually the obstacles, the adversity, the journey that it took to achieve those, the lives you've touched over the years. That's what makes your legacy. This is the Aztec Legacy Podcast. I'm Robert Ortiz. Respect the journey. Aztecs for life. Legacy. 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 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.